Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello there, modern lovers. Well, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum today. We're going to talk about intuition. And intuition, everyone has a different definition, but we're wondering here today, Could intuition be the secret to your success, maybe money, power, fame, physical beauty, or might it be the secret to you finding the love you've always wanted? Well, our guest today, Kim Chesney, has a lot to say about that. She credits that this is the key trait in finding what you need and want in your life, and it might be something you never thought of. It is intuition, and here at Modern Love, we know That intuition works in our love lives, whether we know it or not, that it can actually accelerate all of those benefits you want. But in order to get the love you want, you have to have tools because guess what? A healthy love life is something that we build, and that's why we need the tools. That's why we created the Modern Love Training Center here in San Francisco, and every month, We have a live full-day training. It's coming up this coming Saturday. If you're listening before Saturday, September 14th, go to Eventbrite right now. Register yourself for five steps from fear to freedom to love wholeheartedly. Now, most of us have half-hearted love. We live our lives half-heartedly because we're blocked by all kinds of fears, We're going to work on dissolving those, and we have special guests with us who are even going to help us dissolve those old patterns by using energy medicine. So we're going to have a lot of wonderful, wonderful tools for you. And you know me, the geek over here. I always start with hard science. We never throw it up on the wall to see if it will stick. We're going to use the science of energy healing as well as the science of the body, the emotions, the mind. And yes, there is a spiritual science, which is why I'm going to be excited to introduce Kim to you in just a minute. But first, here is our question for today. Dear Dr. Brenda, last Thanksgiving I made a special effort to get the whole family together. All 13 of us sat down at my mother's home, and we all had to bring a dish or two to share. One of my brothers has two college-age daughters, both are vegan, and he insisted that all the dishes we brought be vegan. I did it, but I resented it because I felt that two out of 13 people should not control the menu. I won't do it again. Am I wrong in thinking everyone should not bend over backward for the vegan meal? Signed, Proud Turkey Eater. Listen, turkey, let me say something to you. First of all, I want you to work through the resentment I want you to work through all the negative feelings about this because if all of that is triggered, there's something deeper. You're saying bend over backwards. You're saying resentment. 
this is your own work. So you don't want to be a turkey. You want to be a person who's coming at this in an open-hearted way. So if you were being wholehearted as opposed to resentful and feeling victimized, what would you choose? Now, everybody, I want you to borrow benefits from our proud turkey eater and ask yourself when you're making choices, am I doing it in a wholehearted way? Am I coming from a place of I'm not going to do it because I resent it and I'm angry? It's okay to say from a place of love, we'll have vegan meals and we'll have meals and dishes for everybody else. However, everyone's going to eat poison, sweetheart, if you do it from resentment and victim energy. So that's what I have to say. Let me tell you about today's guest. Intuition is the most important yet least understood faculty of human consciousness. That's a quote from today's guest, Kim Chesney. Kim has spent 20 years helping tens of thousands of people empower their lives and live their truth using, you guessed it, intuition. Today she's going to tell you how you can tap into this innate trait, and yes, it's innate, to achieve success in every part of your life. And of course, you know I'm going to be asking her questions about how you can use it in your love life. A little more about Kim. She's an international best-selling author and artist. She founded the popular CREATE Festival in Pittsburgh, PA. Her new intuition masterclass is launching this fall. And her book is The Psychic Workshop, a complete program for fulfilling your spiritual potential. It's been published around the globe for over 10 years in all the languages you can think of. It's helped over 25,000 readers and students to ignite and empower their intuition. And I'm going to give you her website right now, www.kemchesney, that's C-H-E-S-T-N-E-Y, C-H-E-S-T-N-E-Y.com. So, Kim, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Brenda. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure, and I'm very curious. What's the difference between psychic and intuition? Because I can remember a time when, you know, I've been in television forever. I couldn't use words like psychic Mm -hmm. or intuition. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even say meditation. Mm -hmm. I would have to call Mm -hmm. it stress reduction when I was doing a show for Good Morning America or the Today Show or something like that. I had to use these code words. What What's the difference? Really, I think the difference between the term psychic and intuition really is one of social perception. Um, the word psychic, you know, and when and I actually had a big fight with my publisher when we came out with this because I didn't want to put the word psychic on the cover because there was so much baggage around that word right people Mm. have you know there's a lot of people who've abused you know the term over the years and and it got a negative connotation but really the root of the word is of the soul so it's actually a beautiful word yeah the the word word that really means soul and and as a psychologist i always laugh because so much of the field of psychology has forgotten it has anything to do with the soul (laughs) indeed so it's very similar with the, the two terms. So there really are very profound words, but our popular society has kind of created some stigmas that we're going to work around and we're going to change. Good. So what are the changes that you see in how people relate to your work with intuition? 
Well, I come from a really grounded uh, perspective on intuition. I've, I've worked for 20 years in the corporate tech industry. I've, I've also been a writer along with that. So, you know, in, in my world, in the tech community, working with, you know, big tech companies, I'm hearing the word intuition all the time at my job. And I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, it's, it's, it has a spiritual component, but it's really starting to have a really important mainstream component today in our society. You know, we have people like Steve Jobs and Einstein being like, huge, huge advocates for intuition is the most important thing because they get it. Intuition is the secret sauce, right? It really is. You know, I have to say this. A friend of mine did symposiums on Wall Street uh, for the Trinity Church on Wall Street, largest Episcopal church in the world. They had a grant from the Templeton Foundation, which is always exploring science and spirituality. And the symposiums invited Nobel laureates from all Mm. over the world to come, and each one who had won a Nobel Prize was asked, what do you think God or spirit or intuition had to do with your discovery? And they all had a story. Oh, I was asleep, I had a dream, or I, I was just in a quiet moment, and all of a sudden I had a flash, and I had the answer to the problem. Or I was doodling, and it just came mm-hmm. to me. You know, so mm-hmm. everyone had, these are Nobel Prize winners, mm-hmm. all saying intuition had something to do with it. So, mm-hmm. can first tell us, how did you get interested in intuition? You're in the corporate world, and mm-hmm. we do know that people are very much about opening up a flow of creative energy, you know, down at the Google campus. Uh, people mm-hmm. are encouraged to go play games and relax and mm-hmm. go for mm-hmm. walks so the intuition will open up. And that's where you get all the juicy ideas that could make millions of dollars. But what got you interested? Well, for me, I, you know, I'm an artist, first of all. And artists are some of the most intuitive people out there because you're just living in that intuitive flow. So it, it came to me naturally, and I wanted to understand it. And I had certain abilities that came along with that that I, I myself needed to understand. Like there were times when I would know things that there would be no way for me to possibly know. And when intuition happens to you like that, it's a validation. You know it's real. You don't when need, like, scientific measurements. When did that start for you, Kim? I'm just curious. Um, when did you have that first sort of flash, hmm, how could I have known that? Mostly when I'd say sort of the college years is when it got really stronger. When I was a kid, it was, it was a little bit there. But when I started sort of blossoming in my spirituality and kind of paying attention to my soul and it's all tied in with our evolution, our spiritual evolution, because it's connected to our spiritual growth. So when you start to awaken, you'll start to notice your intuitive impressions, intuitive experiences starting to awaken as well. You know, when you say awaken, I want to give a definition for those who are thinking, mm-hmm. awaken, awaken what? When we become more aware, aware of ourselves, aware of our own story, aware of our own journey, our own feelings, even our own body. Awareness equals consciousness. Consciousness equals energy. And I'm translating more energy and awareness equals awakening in my book. Mm -hmm. So you've got two different definitions, you guys. Play with it because it is important that we become aware and conscious. And Mm -hmm. I like the word awake. I think we could all afford Mm -hmm. to a little more a little more woke out there these days <laughs> indeed you know let's let's get woke so cam what was it that first said to you hey i've got something going on here that is different i'm working with my intuition 
Well, I had some pretty, I mean, quite honestly, I had some pretty profound um, spiritual experiences um, mm. that, uh, yeah, that I, I experienced things that I, had, I couldn't make sense of. And I realized that I was working with my higher perception and on another level of consciousness. And I love the way that you use the word consciousness because really intuition is about tapping into that higher consciousness. We move out of all, making all those decisions from our subconscious, right? Like you say, your subconscious sabotage. When you start to pay, pay attention to your intuition, you go to your superconscious and you get this higher information and you live from that place now, is instead that of the why, Hold place. on here, Kim. Is that mm-hmm. why everybody... Grab this question, would you? Is it the subconscious mind that sabotages us in our love lives, since we're talking here in modern love radio? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all about our experiences, right? Our experiences and our traumas and our hurts and our, all of the things that our mind, right? Our mind has processed. And we want to get away from that because we want to start focusing on our intuition, not our mind, because our mind. Okay, but wait a minute. Before we jump, before we jump away, I just want people to understand what you just said because I think this is crucial. Mm-hmm. Most of us think when we're choosing someone to be in a relationship with that the conscious mm-hmm. mind is choosing. And I mm-hmm. want to say, if you look at your love life and you can see mm-hmm. the same patterns manifesting. Mm-hmm over and Mm -hmm. over and over that is what kim is talking about that is your subconscious because it's jumping out of as kim just said your old trauma patterns or you're mimicking what mom and dad did or didn't do so all of that stuff that doesn't work in relationship that's where you dig in that's where may i just say this commercial coming brace yourselves Show up at one of our Modern Love trainings because that's what you get to work through so you can get to intuition. So, Kim, is there anything else you can add about how the subconscious can just leap out and before we know it, we've chosen the same kind of person again or we're acting the same way in relationship again? Yeah, I know I'm not the um, only one who's done that. We all do it. I mean, we all do it. It's it's sort of the, the rut that we're stuck in, right? And we naturally do this. And intuition is really about stepping out of that conditioning. It's all about conditioning from our youth, from our teen years, from these early relationships. We're conditioned to be attracted to the things that we have experienced before. So intuition it breaks down our, our conditioning. It breaks. We talk about freedom and, and releasing those fears. You trust your intuition. You learn to trust your intuition, and you start attracting higher things, things that are better for you, things that are for your growth, instead of all of these challenges and these low-energy situations that we're stuck in when we don't move towards the higher energy. Now, how, how do people take the first step? If someone is listening to us, and I hope you are listening, and you've never explored your intuition and begun to say, I'm going to trust intuition how do you know i wrote a chapter in my power choices book it was the book that was featured in a national pbs pledge special that i hosted and i wrote a whole chapter on intuition as one of the seven signposts on your journey of unfolding so i'm just jumping up and down with joy that we're having this conversation kim because you focused so strongly on this in your work how do you tell the difference Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's really tricky knowing the difference between, um, you know, the, the, 
your intuition and your mind are are really. I'm sorry. I, I, what are we telling the difference from? You lost me on the question. That's okay. That's okay. The difference between <laughs> intuition and your subconscious mind oh, okay. making choices gotcha. for you. And I can understand why that question would have thrown you off because your subconscious <laughs> was probably firing at the same time the intuition was firing because that's what it does, doesn't it? Yes, and I, and I know exactly. There's one thing that I always say with people when they start to go down this path on intuition, they need to make this differentiation. It's to focus uh-huh. on your first impressions. First yes. impressions can tell you the difference between those two things, right? Because your subconscious mind, it'll just like, it will push things out. It'll push things that feel familiar to you. But when you pay attention to that first impression before all of your mind gets in and carries away with your fears and all the things that you're conditioned to do, then you get that first pure piece of information. So there's that old saying, first impressions never lie, right? And when we're in relationships, we've experienced that. How many times have you, like, met a partner and you're like, oh, like, I didn't have a great feeling about him the first time I met him, but you went on anyway and you found out that, you know, it didn't work out so well or there might have been some challenges that you didn't really want to deal with. It's those first impressions you hang on to. And we have all of us backed up again and again and again to what the heck was I thinking, you know, I wrote a little story in that chapter that I alluded to about uh, a guy who was working in the financial area and was sitting at computers in his office, and all of a sudden there's a news story on, and he focused on the story, and it was just about some business people visiting some company or something, and his intuition said, something's going on there and he bought a bunch yep. of stock and sure enough it was like the buy of a lifetime <laughs> because those execs were doing some kind of merger or something with another company that sent the mm-hmm. stock through the roof so whether awesome. it's your yeah. love life or whether it's your business life if your gut says hey something's going on pay attention yep. i think paying attention is one of the first things you're telling people to do. And, Kim, how do you manifest intuition in a way that it turns what you're focusing on to your reality? How, do you, how does intuition help us manifest the reality we want? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, the, the Kind of the foundation and the core of, of what I do is this applied intuition. It's actually making intuition real. So intuition really is a two-step process. We have to learn to recognize it and understand it like that guy did, but then we got to make those choices. You have to go out there and buy those stocks, right? It's not just one thing to think, hmm, maybe I should do this, and then kind of forget about it. You have to make that choice to go out there and live that intuition. So, we, we, Right? It's that two steps. You receive the information, you honor it, you learn to understand it, and then you go out there and you act on it and you live it. And that's the tricky part. That's the manifestation, right? We need to bring that divine energy into the world through our actions and for the things that we do and choose. And that's the real test of our spiritual development. That's our commitment to what we're doing and the change that we're making. Is that we don't just feel it. We don't just have the intuition. We act on it. We take action in the real world. Yes. That's really good, Kim. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it like that. That is so useful to me, and I hope it's useful to everyone else. We must act on it. So Mm -hmm. when you say that it helps us to create mantras so that Mm -hmm. we get centered how does that help with intuition and what does it mean to create a mantra yeah and and 
everyone can create their own sort of unique mantra based on where you're at and what you want to do. The one that I always use is that I will trust the wisdom of my soul to guide and empower my intentions. Right, wait, everybody, write that one down. (laughs) Write that one down. That's a darn good one, Kim. Hold on, I'm writing it down. I trust the wisdom of my soul. I will trust the wisdom of my soul to inspire and guide my intentions. To inspire and guide my in, my intention. We're yeah. big on writing things down in our community, and we're big on buying books. I want you guys to run out and get Kim's book. I'll tell you about it again in just a minute. <laughs> because we need books like this on our bookshelves. Are you kidding me? Okay, guide my intention. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right, so Kim, so, uh, give us give us an example. For those who aren't familiar with using mantras, mm-hmm. There's a way to construct a mantra. Do you want to just mm-hmm. walk us through that very quickly? Sure. Now, the way I use a mantra, and you could use something like I just said, or you can use something even shorter, what, whatever. It's sort of a way of reprogramming our minds and our higher than minds, right? So we want to get into that superconscious with that programming. So you can use mala beads. Are you familiar with mala beads? Have you ever oh, used those yes. before? Yes, of course. Yeah. Spent many, so many, 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 many moons sitting on my butt <laughs> ashrams in India. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> well, then you know all about it. <laughs> mala beads or japa mala, you know, those are the beads you see people using who are following Eastern traditions. But even in the Christian faith, you know, we had Brother David Steindorov here in our training center, and he uses a tiny little strand, tiny little strand of beads with a cross on them just around one of his fingers. So he's in yep. constant prayer with that little tiny strand on his finger and with the cross. So, And God knows, you know, at age, what is he, 94 now, those of you who don't know him, mm. watch his TED Talk on uh, being happy. Uh, he's a, the global figure in creating gratefulness, which I think is somehow related to intuition, don't you, Kim? Oh, absolutely. It's 100%. All of that stuff is tied into the sort of highest evolution of our souls. We, we can't help but become grateful and thankful and appreciative when we come to that higher place of enlightenment and we see truth and experience it. Mm. Now, how do we open ourselves to information from a divine source? When you talk about the divine source, how do we open mm-hmm. ourselves to that? Right. We have to get into a receptive mode. We have to put down our phones. We have to stop, like, obsessing all over our text messages. Oh, put down my phone. No. Got to do it. Put it down. You got to stop being distracted. Step away from the phone, everybody. Step away from the phone, everybody. Put it down. I love it. (laughs) Go somewhere where you can be quiet. Even those little moments just to create more gaps. Whether, you know, like when you're in the shower or when you're driving your car, that's when you'll start getting intuitive insights naturally when you're not even trying because, oh, my gosh, your mind's quiet. Your mind shuts up. So your intuition can start talking to you, right? So creating more of those, more space is important for you to receive because intuition is really easy. All you have to do is receive it. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to, like, go out and, like, do, figure out a bunch of mathematical formulas. We just have to open up and receive it. So we just have to make space for it to come in. Yes, making space for it to come in. Now, how do we know the difference between connecting with divine source or something else that's not positive? Because I know Mm. many people have fears of opening up Mm -hmm. deep, fear that, you know, they'll be taken over by something negative or something bad can happen. How do we know the difference? Yes. 
That is such an important question. And I go into that in a lot of detail in my book and in my class because that is crucial for people because you can't have fear when it comes to intuition. You have to trust. Fear is the negation of intuition. And if you're afraid of something that's out there, then you're going to be attracting the wrong stuff and you're not going to be really listening to your intuition anyway. But the truth of that situation and why you shouldn't be afraid is because intuition is literally all that's good in the world. Intuition will never harm you. Intuition has only your best and highest interest in mind. It's 100% you can trust your intuition. So differentiating your intuition from maybe some outside energies that might not feel right or might be a bad influence, that's an important process. And there's an old saying, you know the truth by the way it feels, right? So, so mm. that resonance, real intuition resonates w- with you from like a, a higher place, a place of love, a place of peace and contentment. And if you're feeling anything other than that, like you're feeling fear or you're feeling anxiety, then you really have to question what the motivations are because most likely it's not your intuition that's talking to you. Yeah, and if somebody is telling you that you shouldn't explore intuition or you shouldn't trust inner guidance, that they have the answers, you should follow them, or mm-hmm. you know, telling you something like that, I want to also issue a warning. You know, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my years working with people who are trapped in cults and attempting to get out. One of the first ways you know you're in a cult is people tell you what to think and tell you not to trust your own inner guidance. So we have time for maybe one more question. Mm -hmm. How do people, you talk about this in the book, and I'm very excited about it, how do people identify spirit guides, guardian angels, (laughs) other positive, loving, uh, let's call them energetic beings, yeah, so yeah, there's a whole chapter on that in the book that talks about how we can use our intuition to connect with that higher love and the energies that surround us and our guardian angels and they support us. So there are All right, so everybody, you know what? We're going to have to leave it there only because of time because <laughs> Kim has so much to share. We're just going to have to have you back, Kim. I want you to get oh, her book because we all have intuition. It's not even a question whether you have it. The question is whether you are tuned in, dialed in, willing to open it up and read your own inner being and work with it. So her book is The Psychic Workshop a complete program for fulfilling your spiritual potential. The website, again, is www.kimchesney.com. You'll find out more there about everything Kim is up to. And next week we have Christina Smith as our guest, who's going to share yoga for the brain. And we all want to keep that brain healthy, agile, the memory intact. So you want to learn about yoga for the brain. Thank you again, Kim. Such a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Dr. Brenda. And I want to thank our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and all of you modern lovers. Thank you for being on the journey. I will see you Saturday. I believe that is September 15th. I said it Uh, wrong earlier and we're going to be right here in the modern love training center and you're going to get five steps to move from fear to wholehearted love and you get to work with wonderful healers who are going to show you how to use high level energy to heal old patterns and break free till then blessings